Okay. And here's a big one. Um, I'm calling this misconception the Phoebe effect. And most of the responses, oh, actually, like, almost all of them, like, a ton of the responses on Phoebe were about this. And it's a hot-button topic right now, specifically on Phoebe, and we're going to talk about it. And I might not have the opinion that everybody else has, so we'll see if people agree with me. But I'll, um, I'll read a couple quotes from people on the thread who talked about this. The misconception that feedism involves you being purchased food slash given money for food because you are a feedie. And then someone else said, a lot of feedies, quote unquote, aka freedies, whose participation in feedism is contingent, contingent on whether or not someone pays them. Okay. People really feel some sort of way about this. And I get it because it's hard to be a part of the community where you just want to like interact with other people. And then people, especially people who don't really know about the fetish or who have been in the fetish very a uh, very uh, a very short amount of time you know clogging up news feeds of feed me feed me feed me you know i get that that can be annoying you know it's hard to build a community when there's so many people who don't actually know what it's about just being so loud um and i personally i want to talk about this i want to go into this a little bit more in depth um because i think there's a lot of layers to this and i think there's a lot of things to be said about this this is definitely like, I would say like a Findom conundrum because this happened basically in the Findom community first. And I think that is a big reason why we have such an issue on places like Phoebe um, because I think in a lot of these communities, these outside communities, Fetism is seen like food Findom. Um, and the thing with Findom is that um, people saw people making a lot of money for what they thought was seemingly no effort and no, uh, no labor. When we all know that Findom is not just saying, um, you're my pay pig, here pay me human ATM, and then the person gets $5,000. It's about dominance, it's about BDSM, power play, power structure, there's a lot of work that goes into building a persona so that people will come to you and want to treat you in that way. And, and with that, people didn't understand where all that work has been coming from. All they saw were people just like being hot and getting paid for it. They didn't realize the time and effort and like the, 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 the careers that these people had built to allow them to do such a thing and the, and the, and the fan base that people had built that they think all they have to do is put on like fucking fishnets, go make a Twitter account and say, fuck you, pay me, you know? That's not how it works. So in this case, they were people who weren't really fetishists, who aren't real fetishists, or they had a fetish for it, but didn't know how to go about it. Um, and they don't want to engage in the community and they're super new, but they believe they can still reap the rewards from that community. Where, where the thing is like, this happened to me, actually. Um, I, I saw this phenomenon happening in real life when I was in FetishCon in, uh, like, in August of last year. 
I was just sitting by, I was sitting on the side of the pool, like chatting with a couple other fetish models. And we were just sitting and chatting and stuff. And then a, a skinny girl, a skinny white girl comes up to me and she's like, hey, I was pointing in your direction by, you know, so-and-so. Um, I heard that you were into like food fetish and like feeding and, and all that. Um, I was wondering if you could like, you know, tell me a little bit about that. I'm like so interested. You know, they, they told me that that could be something I could do. This was from a perspective of what it, this, this girl was a stripper and she wanted to get into the fetish model community. So she was at, fet, uh, she was on FetCon. I think someone had invited her and what she was basically doing was going around and interviewing people to try and find the secret hack of like what their fetishes were and how she can make money off of them and i kind of got that vibe from her but i just went on and i talked about like oh fetism is so wonderful it's all about like you know turning beauty standards on their head it's about nurturing people blah 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 like i feel so comforted by food and i love seeing people other other people get nurtured i like spoiling people i was basically talking about like why people like fetism you know like because that's my thing i like Psycho, uh, psychoanalyzing why I like the kinks that I, that I do and that I want to convert people. So I took it like, okay, I'm pretty sure I know what she wants to do, wants for me. So I'm not going to give that for, to her. I'm going to like, just let her know that this is a fun fetish and that she should have it. <laughs> but basically the whole gist of what she was saying is like, I was trying to find out fetishes that I can do and I'm like really new. I don't really know what to do. But then they said, that oh food is a fetish and all I had to do was eat and people like that you know so it was just like a little annoying and she just kept waiting and she's kept listening to me talking and like asking me loaded questions and stuff and she finally went away when I just like said the one sentence of like yeah you know usually I just make clips and I eat food and uh, the one thing that I think people like to see is they like to see the difference in the in my belly like when I'm full versus empty. And she was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. And then she left because in her mind, she'd found the way to make fetish, uh, fetism fetish clips and make money off of it. You know, it's the idea of like, what can I, what personal gain can I get from this fetish? And that is a big thing that a lot of people do, but also a lot of these people are fetists. They just don't know how to go about it. Like they've been told by their friend like oh this is such a weird site you know you go on there and you can get fed and people some people are like oh cool I'm gonna get paid but some people probably are like oh that's hot I really want people to feed me but they haven't been around they're newbies to this fetish not everybody who has this fetish had the opportunity to go on dimensions or fantasy theater or had the or had the only access to this fetish being fan fiction or deviant art and had to like live in the fantasy before they could live in the reality. These people don't know how to act because they weren't taught, because they didn't go through what we had to go through. They didn't have Tumblr where everybody was broke, no one was feeding anybody, but we're all sh sharing belly selfies. So a lot of these people just don't know. And I mean, granted, there are the bad apples who just want to take advantage of the community. But also, you guys have got to stop feeding them. <laughs> like, just stop feeding them then. And people, I know a lot of people aren't feeding them, and they just, and you, that's why you see it so often. But especially with catfishes and these people who don't have the fetish, who are just here for that very reason, you guys have got to be more discerning about who you feed. Like, 
just report them. Just block them. You don't have to interact with them. The more you interact with them, the more followers they get, blah, 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 blah. Like, if you don't want to see it, just block that. Mute the words feed me. I mean, that's probably hard to do on, on like, Feedy or something. Um, but yeah, don't go to Feed a Feedy Friday or something. I don't know. Don't go to that hashtag. Um, and also... The people who always talk about, oh, I was scammed, I was scammed, they're not a real feedy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to I'm gonna say something that's going to sound gendered, but it's not gendered. This goes for every gender. But you know exactly what I mean when I say stop thinking with your dick. Like, just stop. Like, step back, calm down, try to not be as horny, because you know for a fact that girl who is really, really hot and has, like, two pictures there's a big chance that they're one, not the person in their, in their pictures or two just came on here specifically just to get fed or to just take advantage of the community. Have again, some discretion. Like if you stop thinking with your dick, you won't get scammed. If you are in the community for like more than a month, you'll see who's real. You'll see who's going to give you content. If you pay them, you're going to see people who are gaining weight or who do enjoy the aspects of feedism that you like. Don't get got by a pretty fucking face, you know? Um, yeah, it's... There's so many aspects of it in that, like, I agree with you people, but also, like... Oh, you people, that sounds bad. I agree with a lot of what a lot of people have to say about feeling frustrated and constantly seeing people who only think that feedism is a transaction because it is not a transaction it is a fetish and it's oftentimes just has to do with a relationship that you make and you nurture with another person but you have to be aware that there are different levels of engagement in this kink some people maybe also are into findom and don't realize that um what they're into is not what is necessarily polite to do in this community. Um, there are people who don't know that you can go further with it. All they know is that sometimes people will feed you and that'll be hot. Um, and there are some people who are just learning what this fetish is and they don't know how to act. They don't know that, like, you know, they don't know what else to write on their status. Like, that's just... You know, that's just it. There's different levels of engagement with this kink. If you want to make a community, make your own little community and block the people who you don't want to see on your TL. But that also comes to a different point. And this might be, if this hasn't already been like a hot take, this is going to be the hot take probably. Um, I believe, and I'm not saying this is a hard and a fast rule, but and I'm not saying that this is what I've always been able to do. I'm not saying be like me because I, I'm also low key, like broke sometimes and I can't support the feedies that I want to support. But if you want to see someone get fatter, if you want to see someone fed, if you want to see someone continue to make feedy content, then if you support them, it'll be a lot easier. If you are in a relationship with someone, specifically if you are their feeder, I would expect you to pick up the bill 
at least half of the time. Gaining is really expensive and you can't, there's a disconnect, there's like a paradox in the fetism community having an entitlement problem and thinking that I deserve a specific type of content from feedies and they need to be gaining weight at X rate. And if they aren't gaining weight as fast enough, I'm not going to support them. That goes very differently. That there, That is in paradox with the idea of not every fetism fetish, not every fetus, the idea behind fetism isn't a transaction. Sometimes it is, especially if you want to see the content from specific people that you want to see. And I'm not saying these people who just come out of the woodwork, I've been using that phrase a lot, but guess what? It's not, I'm not talking about those people who are just unknown, who are probably catfishes and who just post on the TL endlessly, someone feed me, someone feed me. I'm not talking about them, but I am talking about people who are in this community who are content creators or people who, and not even content creators like, oh, they get money from making content, but people who are constantly doing really good Phoebe posts, people who are posting their selfies, people who are gaining weight and keeping you in the loop whenever they hit a new goal. Those people are creating content for you. They are creating fetish content and they deserve to be compensated, whether or not it's from likes, comments, attention, or from being fed occasionally, from being t giving a t from people tipping them, tipping them with money, tipping them with food, tipping them with gift cards. Um, gaining weight is so expensive, not only with food costs, but you have to be constantly buying new clothes. You have to like if you're taking care of your skin, you're going through a lot of fucking lotion helping out with stretch marks and shit like people grow out of their cars like people break furniture it's an expensive fetish so I understand where a lot of people are coming from saying they can't afford to feed every feedie or that they're tired of people treating this like a transaction but at the same time if you're the type of person who is going to gripe about like people not getting fat fast enough, and this is not everybody, I know I am not calling out, I'm not saying everybody is like this, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, you can't enjoy quality content of people gaining weight or stuffing themselves with obscene amount of food if there weren't money involved. And, you know, as a community, as like, you know, on, as, on a place like Phoebe or Tumblr, like, of course, that rule is like less hard and fast, you know, because like you can't support everybody. Not everybody is going to be able to be supported. Some people don't want to take donations. Some people don't feel like it's right, you know, but especially when it comes to when you're dealing with sex workers, um, content creators in that way, people who get paid to do so. And especially when you're dealing with people that you are in a partnership with, that you are in a relationship with or even that you're sexting even that you message a lot that you are friends it's always nice to feel supported in any way you know and if you can't support someone monetarily you can support someone differently you know you can support someone um again with likes with comments with praise with with encouragement you know in the past uh the last episode of my podcast we talked a lot about how such a culture of encouragement really does go a long way when it comes to interacting in the community. And that's really what it comes down. You just have to be an interactive member of the community 
just full stop. You know, you can't just come in and be like, feed me, feed me, feed me. You're getting nothing in return, but I'm getting fatter. So that's hot, right? But you also can't be someone who's like, I don't want to support anyone. I don't want to pay anyone. I don't want to be a member of this community as well. Like, and I'm not saying everybody is. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. I know this is a hot take. I know people are not going to agree with me. Um, but you can't... <laughs> if you're the type of feeder who just sits on Phoebe and lurks and doesn't even comment on people's stuff, then, like, you can't be mad. I mean, you can be mad. I understand why you're mad, but, like, find ways to support people otherwise. You know, it doesn't have to be monetarily, but, like, engage in the community. The more people who act, who actually have this fetish and actively engage in the community, the more we're going to drown out the people who don't want to engage. And that includes people who just think that this is a cash grab. Okay. Um, people, uh, hot takes. Hot take alert. I think I should probably be done now before I like talk myself into a hole. But that's how I feel about it. I don't believe that fetism is inherently transactional. But it comes to a point where like fucking transactions like that is going to make shit a lot easier and i don't even feel of it like transactions you know it's it's being in a community it's supporting people and sometimes you want to see someone get fatter the only way you can do that is actually feed them you have to find people who are going to be receptive to the type of thing that you want if you're going to feed catfishes you're never going to get content if you want content if you do want to feed people and make them fatter Feed someone who isn't constantly asking to be fed. Feed someone who instead is making content that you like to see, who is a gainer or a stuffer and posts really hot pics or really hot statuses or really hot stories. Support them in any way you can. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. People might not agree with me. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm feisty today. Okay, this is going to be... This is already a long podcast. So, um... Okay. I'm going to do these last two misconceptions and then I'm going to be done. I'm just deciding this is a long podcast or maybe I'll like break it up into two parts. Um, the next one is fetism is BDSM. It's not BDSM. Okay. This one is a misconception that I haven't heard that much, but it's still kind of like an attitude that people have. Um, fetism is not BDSM, so therefore does not need aftercare. Um, not true. I don't think aftercare is necessarily needed in every case, but you won't know unless you do negotiations. And even though this quote unquote is not BDSM, which I think is very debatable, um, you still need to negotiate a scene. You still need to, did you hear my stomach growl? Oh my God. You still need to negotiate a scene. You still need to figure out what it is you want and what is okay and what is not okay and I feel like honestly aftercare can so easily be added into fetism it's such perfectly placed for it because after you eat and you get super stuffed what else is there to do other than do some aftercare you know after like both of you guys get off and like one is super stuffed or you guys are both super stuffed like you guys could just sit there and cuddle and drink water and like talk about you know, things that aren't kink, you could help bring each other back down to reality, especially because being stuffed drunk is so similar to like subspace. Like even if you aren't submissive, like you're entering an altered state 
because of what you just did, which was sexual, whether that being, you know, sloopy and stuff drunk because you ate a lot, or whether it's because you uh, had achieved a lot of sensation and got high off of getting into such a submissive zone. So you need to be brought back to earth from that. You need to be brought back to earth from that because otherwise you can't experience subdraw and add it into the fact that you, if, depending on what you're eating, if it had a lot of sugar, you know, you could also have a sugar drop. Sub drop plus sugar drop is not fun. Um, feeling exhausted after eating so much, like your mood's gonna, gonna go down. You need to have someone to help bring you back to earth. And depending on what that is, um, you know, it's gonna be different for everybody, what's gonna help them the most, but it is necessary. Most of the time I would say it's necessary. And most of the time I feel like fetus do it anyways and they don't even realize what they're doing as aftercare. And also aftercare is not just for the feedy because I think a lot of the times feeders need aftercare too and they don't realize it. It's like feeders can also get top drop um, even if they're not like being dominating, if they're not topping. Because if you go back to like my feeder fears episode, a lot of the time feeders can get in their head about their own anxieties, about what they're doing to their feedy and second guess themselves. Um, I actually um, had to talk with a close friend of mine who I, I feed often uh, or encourage, you know, like I, I'm very into seeing them get stuffed. Let's just say that. And I had to talk with them because things get so intense and we have such great chemistry and like I get really just my style of feeding I'm like I'm kind of like a caregiver dom so like I get really invested in um whoever I'm feeding or whoever I'm stuffing I had to talk with them and say I really really like doing this um but if we could after you know I, and I know it's not possible every single time because sometimes people fall asleep after getting stuffed and that's just how it is but whether it be after the stuffing or the day after the stuffing I need I need you to check in with me and let me know that you had fun. Let me know that you're feeling all right. Um, and just let me know. It just, I just like to hear from you because if not, I get like a top drop that makes me feel bad about the things that I did to them. And I want to, I want validation that it's okay. Whatever I did and whatever I said to get them to eat more, it's okay. And that, you know, that, that what they really want is to be, you know, fed by me, is to be fattened by me. And I need that validation so I don't get depressed, you know? It's just a, it's just a fact. It's a fact of my existence. And sometimes you have to put those boundaries down and saying, this is the type of aftercare that I need. And it's not necessarily like, oh, getting swaddled with a blanket and, and brought water and chocolate and we talk about our feelings. It's just check in with me the next day. You know, say, hey, that was really fun last night. Um, you did great. You're awesome. You know, like, uh, I, I had a, just the idea of, like, I had a lot of fun. I don't want to hurt people. Um, I feel like because of so much of societal conditioning of that has to do with morality and, like, people being scared about, like, health and stuff. Like, so much of that goes on in a feeder's head that when the sexy time is over, there's that drop. And then there's like, Oh my God, what did I just say? Oh my God, what did I just do? I just made them eat that much. I just said, I said those things to them. Like that's not okay. And I think that's also very much since uh, this works on this tangent, um, it very much comes in when it uh, 
goes into uh, a little more intense fetism, degradation and stuff, um, objectification type play. Um, I was listening to a podcast called The Dildorks, um, and they have a very, very informative podcast about a whole bunch of kinks, and they talk about objectification in a recent episode, in that aftercare is very much needed after objectification play. And objectification meaning, you know, being used as, like, human furniture, or at, like, literally as an object, as, like, a fuck toy, or, like, their body being objectified, like, specifically, like, you know, being turned on at the fact that someone thinks that they're so hot that they don't want to treat them like a person. Which I think fetism, it has a big, there's a big uh, thing of that, of fetishizing objectification in fetism. And um, we do have an objectification problem, but this is kind of different. You know, it's the idea that I want to be objectified or I want to objectify a fat body, which I think can be pretty, uh, pretty radical considering that, um, you know, fat bodies aren't quote unquote valued in our society, but also how radical can it be if you're just objectifying someone and not treating them, treating them like a real person, there's, you're still dehumanizing them. That's what I have to say about objectification. But when it comes to consenting adults who enjoy that as, as a dynamic, especially when it comes to weight gain, fetism, pig play, that kind of stuff, aftercare is really, really needed. And they talk about how there's two different types of objectification. There's um, like the kind of worthless, like you deserve it type objectification. Like you're just an object to me, so I'm gonna treat you how I wanna treat you. And then there's like, you are my prized possession. I am going to worship you type objectification. And either way, in both times, aftercare is needed because you need to assert their humanity especially if they're getting up from subspace or from being stuffed drunk you want to you want to ease them back into reality and you want to remind them of their of their humanity if you know you talk about them being like you know if you're if it's a degrading type of objectification you need to tell them that you don't actually feel that way about them that they are treasured that they are important that they are special and that you wouldn't be able to do any of this without them and that they're doing so good um, if it's a type of you are my prized possession, like you're my prized pig type of objectification, you also need that as well, but it's to a lesser extent. Um, in that way, I think you need to talk to them more about their humanity. Like you did really, really good as playing this part. Um, you're a good person. Every single thing that I said is not necessarily true. Um, all of the things that I said I was going to do to you, we don't have to do. We were just saying something in the moment. And then when we get back to earth, we can reassess, you know, because we say some crazy shit when we're horny and we say some crazy shit when we're, when we're in a scene, you know? So, and not everything, I'm not going to, I'll say fucking, I'm going to make you immobile and like 500 pounds or uh, immobility isn't always at 500 pounds. Look at me sounding like a, like a like a milk toast ass bitch but you know what I mean like I could say the kinkiest fucking shit and you get off on it but it helps me and it might help you to feel better if I say hey you know those weird things I said I don't really mean them you know even if it's like you know you don't mean them sometimes it does help you help bring you back to earth um you know and, be- and just rubbing someone's belly is not aftercare. Like, it could be a part of aftercare, but 
doing only that does not count as aftercare. That's still continuing a scene, you know, like it helps, but it shouldn't be the end all be all of your aftercare. Um, yeah. So that's what I have to say about aftercare. Um, and now going back similarly into that tangent about degradation um, is the misconception in fetism that everyone is into degradation. Um, and this is seen a lot, especially in uh, with uh, fetus who are women being constantly called. Honestly, it's not even just that because so many like big guys are called pig, you know, like you see someone taking a picture who is a fat person or who has a stuffed belly. And a lot of people take that as an invitation as consent for them to verbally humiliate them. And I understand that a lot of people have that fetish, but not everybody do. Not everybody are in, not everybody is into humiliation. Not everybody's into degradation. Not everybody is into pig play um, or insults. And honestly, I would say like the majority of them aren't. I think a lot of people who are in this fetish like to be worshipped because they're fat. And even if they do like humiliation, they're not going to consent to it from a random stranger. They want to be with someone who they know is safe someone who they know really well and someone who understands why they like humiliation, doing it in the way that they like, you know? Because you can't just say the same thing that you would say to a person on the street if you're fat phobic, but instead saying it on TV and thinking that, you know, now that's hot. That's not how it works. That's not how humiliation play works. Like, um, and I think this all kind of boils down to the problem with sexualization of like marginalized people and that it always like kind of veers into objectification because of the quote unquote taboo and the disconnect from uh, you know the day-to-day -day life and intersection of people. And, and what I mean by that is um, a lot of times, especially thin people or people who have not um, spent a lot of time with the group in, in question at this, in, in this point, fat people don't know how to treat fat people with respect because they weren't taught to and so once they realize they have a fat fetish, they just incorporate how they already treat fat, treat fat people and they just sexualize it. So the idea that like, oh, I'm super into fat people, so I'm gonna, you know, objectify them, fetishize them, call them names and humiliate them. And that's basically how that works. Um, yeah, and the idea that like fatness is such a taboo in our life like if something is taboo you know you're gonna automatically still treat it like it is taboo before you unlearn all those things so there's a lot of shame i think that goes into like oh i like fat people what the fuck is wrong with me like fat people are gross like i don't believe that but like that's what a lot of people especially who are into humiliation and humiliating fat people sexualizing that that's how they feel it's a power thing they want to still have the power over people when they know that fat people have power over them because they're so attracted to them. You know what I mean? It's taking back power from someone they believe is lesser of them. Um, yeah, and it's just, even without that, even if you do, aren't, you don't think of yourself as fat phobic um, and you just do are, are into humiliation, you know, one, maybe take some time to unpack that because maybe there are some things you have learned you know, that, that could be parsed through, but also understand consent, understand not everybody is down for that. 
and um, just know that there's a time and a place for it. You have to negotiate before you do anything. You have to negotiate before you do like anything. Um, okay. Yeah, and in the whole, like, I feel like people want to be praised and worshipped too, if not more. And I think, honestly, that is more radical in this fetish, you know? Like, if we would focus more on that, on that being, like, the first thing we go to instead of calling someone a pig when we see a picture of them, like, truly, like, what is more radical? Like, loving fat people loudly and proudly or, like, quietly objectifying them and sending them, like, degrading, borderline fatphobic comments on their pictures, calling them a pig, uh, all because you're too chicken shit to date a fat person in the first place, you know? And I'm making generalized statements. I know not every fat person um, hates to be humiliated or hates degradation. I know a lot of fat people are into humiliation. I'm into humiliation a lot, you know? Um, not every fat person wants to be like treated like a goddess. Some people are really into like that dirty, like, you know, kinky shit and that's okay. And not every feeder is into, you know, objectification, degradation, humiliation, but you know, some people are, and the people are, aren't always like bad people. It doesn't mean you're bad, but you have to understand that other people have boundaries that you have to understand consent. And you have to look inside yourself and ask yourself why you fetishize these things, you know? And, and if you are like into that, like you have to then figure out how do I, um, how do I act that out without harming my partner? And that takes a lot of negotiation with yourself and with your partner. And that's just it. Everybody just treat each other well and negotiate the fuck out of everything. And I think all of these things all of these misconceptions come down to the big misconception of fetism looks like one thing um, and it is one thing when really it can be as individual as each person that practices it. You know, like it's very, it's varied. It's very varied. And uh, we can't continue to like spout these or if you do see people like saying these things, like feel free to educate them, you know? I know it's it's really scary to come out as like, I know it's really scary to come out of the pantry, <laughs> but if you see people in real life, you know, maybe your friends, like start with your friends. If they say like, oh, that's a weird fetish, like they're not gonna know any different unless you come out and you're like, actually I'm into that and this is why and these are misconceptions, and this is what the reality is, you know? Um, and I know that's, like, asking a lot, kind of, but things aren't going to change unless you actually talk about them, which is why I kind of wanted to make this this podcast about misconceptions, because I feel like there's a lot to talk about when it comes to misconceptions in the fetus community, and I have, like, barely even scratched the surface with this, so, you know, we'll we'll see what else there is to to talk about maybe i'll do a part two um hell yeah I, that's all i basically want to say i feel like i could have gone i could have talked more but this is already such a long podcast and i'm already losing my voice and um i feel like some of these might be a little controversial already but who knows we'll see we'll see if people agree with me i hope everybody has a good day 
Um, be sure to check me out on Twitter at Woods King Cafe. If you like the podcast, please leave a review or favorite it or leave it a star. I don't know how I don't know how whatever what it, how it works with whatever podcast app that you're listening to, but I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say. I hope you have a fantastic day. Um, happy feeding, happy gaining, happy feedism-ing, and um, yeah, don't be mad at me for having hot takes. All right, bye.